my awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are having an absolutely terrific, blessed day today, as always. Hope you guys are staying strong and healthy. And if you guys need anything, be sure to check out our website, healthmasters.com. The product of the week, Ultimate Multiple Powder, on sale for one last day today. That will be today only. And then the next product you guys vote for will win tomorrow, and it will be updated on the website. So be sure to check that out. And also, too, I've encouraged everyone, continue if you're international, contact us if you want to get a price. we got really good prices right now for DHL Express International. We're seeing stuff get to Canada in one and two days, you know, as far as up to customs and then delivered in the next day or two all the way to the U.K., Australia. DHL Express has given us a new contract a couple weeks ago that we've been working on for a really long time. So, again, if you're an international customer, you love our products, you love supporting us, and you want to get stuff quick, fast, and in a hurry for a really good price, be sure to contact us. Or you can place the order right on the website. We have the DHL Express shipping available right there on healthmasters.com because I know, again, during COVID, stuff got real squirrely with shipping all over the country, all over the world, and it was it was problematic. And we've worked through it over the last couple of years, and we've got everything dialed back in. And this is by far the fastest international shipping we have ever had available to us, again, at a very reasonable price. The rates that we have on the website, anywhere from, you know, $50 for International Express to Australia, it's like $35, $32 for Canada. Those are incredibly good prices. You try to ship that uh, just regularly, you know, go to a DHL store and try to do it. You know, $100, $150, in some cases for Express International. So be sure to take, it, take advantage of that if you want to grab some products across the other side of the globe. And also, too, in other news, this is something that I really saw and I thought it was very interesting, is that this 300-page report – now, granted, I think a lot of this is probably theater in order to try to, I don't know, booster this back-and-forth narrative with Donald Trump. But if you guys saw, this 300-page report uh, essentially has been published after a four-year inquiry, and it found that the FBI essentially had no hard evidence whatsoever on Russian collusion in the 2016 election, that there was unanalyzed, uncorroborated intelligence that had no facts whatsoever, uh, and apparently it took them four years uh, to figure this out. Yeah, four, four years to figure out the entire thing was a lie, we said from the beginning. And again, I've told you I am no longer much of a giant Trump supporter, but man, did I get absolutely sick of hearing about that in the news every single day. The Russian collusion, it's the Russian collusion. Russian lied to everyone. They colluded in social media and mainstream media to make sure Trump got elected. No, it was that people absolutely hated Hillary Clinton so much, nobody wanted to have her win at all, period. Everybody knew what she was about. Everybody knew what she's been involved in as a career criminal, and uh, people had enough of it, especially along with the, the WikiLeaks at the end with the um, all the uh, sacrificial stuff she talked about. And uh, yeah, she's, just, she's a total weirdo. And again, that's why people didn't want to have anything to do with her. That's why the majority of people didn't even want to vote for her, and it was a landslide, an accidental President Trump won. But it's funny to me now, the FBI, over four years later, now has their report put out. And uh, yeah, so this investigation and everything went through. They found out that exactly what we said you know, seven years ago, 
um, has been completely accurate. So surprise, surprise on that. There's multiple uh, representatives now who are calling for defunding of the FBI, which I've said that for years. FBI, ATF, DEA, all these guys need to have massive funding cut. Remember, majority of these agencies have to continually invent a boogeyman to continually increase their budget, and they have to increase their expenditures by coming up with problems. So they have to create their own problems so they can look like they're actually relevant. Now, I'm not saying there aren't things out there that the FBI may do that's good. I'm not saying there's things out there that the DEA may do that's good sometimes. I am saying the ATF does absolutely nothing productive whatsoever. They're one of the most incompetent, inept, illegal, and constitutional agencies in the entire country. They are. Um, anything that they handle can easily be taken over by the FBI with the good factions of the FBI that's in the agency. I know if you ever have done the research on the Waco massacre, you will find that after the whole incident with Ruby Ridge, with Randy Weaver and Vicki Weaver getting her face blown off with a 308 by an FBI sniper and other ATF agents who were involved in that entire debacle, the federal government actually went in that they were looking at dissolving the ATF, and they were going to hand over anything the ATF actually did with relevancy to the FBI. And one of the main things the ATF did – this was, this was all published, documented, you can look it up. The ATF tried to figure out how to create a new boogeyman, and that's where they went after David Koresh. And they figured out, hey, instead of arresting this guy when he's in town every week for alleged weapon charges, let's go up and say that he's stockpiling weapons – he basically has a whole cult up there that he's doing, and we need to have somebody that we can put out there as the boogeyman so the ATF actually looks like they did something relevant. So again, instead of arresting this guy and you know detaining him or indicting him on charges that they didn't have but still trying to trump something up, which they're good at doing, they decided to do a full-blown no-knock ATF search warrant raid with multiple ATF agents basically kicking in the door and ensued a massive gunfight, and four ATF agents died. And then you had multiple branch Davidians who died as well in that gunfight, and then the whole thing ensued over the next 50 days. And the investigation again came to find out that the ATF, again, was completely and totally incapable of doing anything productive except trying to cause problems. Well, the FBI now has followed in their footsteps over the years, and we've seen that now repeatedly, especially with January 6th, where there's been now reported, even the Proud Boys case, at least over 50, 50 either FBI agents or um, basically plainclothes security police in the crowd up front that were actually stirring up and causing most of the problems. Well, ironically enough, if you guys have seen this, over the weekend when – the bumbling buffoon got up, and he went and delivered this very strange, divisive speak at Washington, D.C.'s Howard University. It blatantly tells he, – he tells this class who's – they're big. He tells them the biggest hurdle, the biggest threat, the biggest problem they have right now in the United States is white supremacy. That's their biggest danger. Now, obviously, that's a complete and total lie because clearly the biggest danger anyone has, including African-Americans, is the federal government. As we saw that with the try to force mandate of an RNA experimental vaccine that was developed by DARPA and telling everybody that it's safe and effective when it was neither and trying to tell everybody you had to get it in order to function in society, to fly, to go on a train, to travel, to try to go to a restaurant, to eat, to work, anything. You need to have your passport. It shows you've got your experimental injection. Yeah, that, that, was, that was the government. That's 
somebody I'd be way more worried about than a couple fringe groups that do stupid stuff. Well, ironically enough, right after this happens, if you guys saw over the weekend, a massive group of about 200 individuals identifying as the Patriot Front blatantly, if you can tell by their cadence, their walk, their movement, their body language, their fit and physique, a bunch of fed boys in all blue shirts with military khakis and military-issued army boots, can't even make this up, with white gaiters on and khaki hats, walk around Capitol parading with American flags, including with drummers, basically sergeants that are going with them to keep them in cadence. But again, this is all its a white supremacy group, allegedly. They walk around, have about 40 to 50 D.C. police escort surrounding them the entire time with bicycles. Nobody can get close to them. Nobody can talk to them. Nobody can do anything. They do a giant parade around D.C. They put all their stuff in a Penske rental van. A bunch of them jump in there. A bunch of them go down to D.C. Metro, again, escorted by law enforcement, and then they disappear. Just kind of like they're walking off left stage. The theater's over. You, your job's done. Now, if anybody knows how Fed Boys operate, it's very clear. You can tell us exactly who they are, what they're doing, and probably where they recruited a lot of these guys from in order to do this. It's not coincidental that Biden delivered this idiotic speech, and then literally moments later that weekend, you have this group walk around equipped with massive law enforcement presence, giving them full security the entire time. And the other thing, too, somebody put in a comment. They said, isn't it ironic that every single person in this alleged white supremacist group is extremely fit and athletic, wearing military-issued army boots? There's not one single one in the group that's got a beer belly. Not a single one that looks remotely overweight. I've thought myself, yeah, that's because you're dealing with military-age men that are probably either right out of Quantico's where they got them from for this. So again, this is the constant theater that we're watching while the FBI lies and completely and totally fabricates a Russian collusion story back in 2016. You still have them operating in their same context where they're going in now and doing these false flag operations to stir up as much anger as they can among people so people fall into the narrative. This is why I've told everybody before, continually make sure you're getting the truth out there and doing your own research. I saw another report now that shows Flashpoint, who's a surveillance contractor for the FBI, now allegedly is basically being displayed for infiltrating chat rooms of airline industry groups that opposed vaccine mandates, according to a report investigative journalist Lee Fang. In the past, Flashpoint infiltration was mainly into Islamic terror groups, but has since focused on vaccine skeptic groups. The FANG analyzed a webinar presentation by Flashpoint to clients that was held last year. They basically showed the company's methods of identifying Telegram chat groups. They said in, in most cases they were searching for closed-channel U.S. freedom flyers. Yes, that's what they called everyone, U.S. freedom flyers. It was a group that opposed vaccination masks and basically mandates, and they were going through these chat rooms and trying to identify individuals, including airline industry workers, who are opposed to the mandate. The forum he added provided useful insight, including Zoom links for meetings of organizations. These are all people that didn't want to go along with the mainstream narrative, and then essentially what they did was they opened up more algorithm investigations into them through the FBI to monitor individuals who didn't want to get the shot, who didn't want to wear masks, and again, building platforms and watching everybody. This is what I told you guys from the very beginning with COVID. It was not about safety. It was not about health. It was all about figuring out, in most cases, who was going to go along, who wasn't going to go along, and seeing how far they could push the narrative. And they did. I mean, they ran it as long as they could. It, it just 
hit a flat wall and finally even people that were asleep were still going, this doesn't make any sense. And nobody can explain any of this to me. Why we're now on our sixth booster shot that's still working and people are still getting I'm sick not or from side effects. But yet you're telling everybody it's safe and effective. This again was the lie that everyone was told. So understand psychological operations or psychop or psychological warfare is a very, very real thing. And it has become very, very well polished now in this day and age, especially what we have with computers, with AIs, with algorithms. So be very cautious on the information you put out there. Be very cautious who you are around, especially if you don't know them very well. And be very cautious what you say around certain people. It's sad to say that, but again, you saw what happened with January 6th with multiple FBI confidential informants who had infiltrated some of these groups and were snitching on them and ratting on them the entire time, even through the judicial process when they were in court and defending and going to meetings with them, like with the Proud Boys, going to meetings with them with their attorneys and then coming back and telling the FBI what they talked about in private meetings with attorneys. And again, that wasn't thrown out in any of the cases with the Proud Boys. These guys got charged with seditious conspiracy and convicted of it. Again, this is what we're watching right now. Use wisdom. What do you think, Deb? You know, I want to you know, thank Jeff Rents again because, you know, Jeff is the one who really pushed me and you not to go to the January 6th. I already felt the leading of the Holy Spirit not to do it. And, you know, we had already had the airline flights scheduled. We already had the hotel scheduled and everything to be there. And uh, then Jeff told me you will not come back without being arrested or not come back being alive. <laughs> he just was blunt with me. He says, you guys can't do that. You're too high profile. And he was right. And, you know, and when we see all this infiltration and all the stuff that happened on January the 6th, and the fact that Donald Trump didn't pardon any of them, it kind of gives you an indication that Donald Trump wasn't thinking about himself. I'm excuse me, that Donald Trump was only thinking about himself there at the end of his presidency because he could have pardoned every one of the people that were involved in January the 6th because he's the one that called everybody to Washington, D.C. to protest the, quote, stolen election. And so it's a mess. And so, you know, we see this FBI stuff, and now some people are saying now because of what happened, you know, with the FBI and what happened with the Russian gate and all the rest of it, the FBI needs to be defunded. I mean, Getz has said that now. And, you know, and Paul Craig Roberts wrote an interesting article this morning. He says special counsel John Durham exonerates Donald Trump from Russia gate. And he says Durham's long-awaited Justice Department report concludes that the FBI investigation was politically motivated and the FBI should have never investigated Trump. Durham concludes that the Justice Department and the FBI failed to uphold their mission when they created a false narrative for the purpose of discrediting the president of the United States. But Durham didn't indict the criminals who had failed to uphold their mission. In other words, the FBI creation of a false narrative in order to severely influence an election is devastating to the FBI, but there is no accountability for the FBI criminals. In his investigative report, Special Counsel Durham said the government possessed no verified intelligence reflecting that Trump or the Trump campaign was involved in conspiracy to collaborative relationship with the collaborative with the collaborative relationships with officials of the Russian government. Indeed, based on the evidence gathered in multiple exhaustive and costly federal investigations of these matters, including the instant investigation, neither the U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence at all of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the crossfire hurricane investigation. You know, I don't even know what to say about this. You know, we told you guys it was all bogus when it started, and now it's come out to be completely and totally bogus. And But yet again, nobody's being held accountable for anything again. And so you kind of sit back and you kind of just shake your head and you kind of go, you know, this is great. It's wonderful that we're having all this. And then we start realizing that, you know, we're being controlled from a, how should I say, from an, from an information standpoint, you know, by the groups that run and own, you know, the media, State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard, 
who are basically part of the bloodline family groups as far as at the highest levels, and they're controlling everything we hear, think, and speak. It's kind of like the outer limits, and you know, and all the things that used to hear back on the in the on the show, the outer limits. You know, we're going to control the vertical, we're going to control the whole, control the horizontal. We control everything. I guess that was kind of a foreshadowing of what they what they've done, and they've done all this. They've actually taken us to the point now where they control all information. Uh, yesterday it was interesting. I was trying to book an airline flight to St. Louis, and I had a, a really good rep on the phone. Her name was Cat. Remember that because it was like a kitty cat, I guess. And it was interesting to me because I was on the phone with her for over an hour, and she kept trying to book, you know, a flight because I've got to get additional. Um, so I have to. Get, it doesn't matter. I have an appointment there in St. Louis. And, and what was interesting about this is, is that I started realizing that no matter what she tried to book, when she tried to book the flight because we're doing it on points, that something would happen, and, and all of a sudden the numbers that she was giving me would just stop, and they would go different. They would triple. And, and finally, I, I told her, I said, what's going on? I said, do you have AI running your program now, American Airlines? She said, yes, we have AI running the program. And I said, wait a minute. I said, we have AI running the program in St. Louis. And so, you know, and all of this stuff is, is just kind of crazy because the, 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 the point is, you know, all of this stuff is being done around us and to us, and we're not even aware of what's happening with it. It's, it's kind of nutty when you stop and think about it. But she would literally book a flight. And then she'd come in and she'd try to propagate it, you know, because we were doing it on points, and it would literally triple the point totals, triple them. And finally, she had to go to a supervisor. And in the AI, what they're doing is they're maximizing points. And so they see how many points you've got in your account, in my opinion. They see how many, you know, what you, what you want to do and how you want to fly. And, it, and it, when it repropagates, it won't give you the, the original points that they had promised you, whatever. It changes it. And she had to go through an entire process of booking two separate tickets, one way each, to get the point totals that were correct. In other words, we have two separate record locator numbers now. When, I, when I'm flying out there, we have, uh, you know, I have basically one going out and one coming back. And so it's crazy that this is a this is actually happening with this, you know, with American Airlines. And then of course they have no available inventory to fly overseas. Uh, it's it's and it's all because of AI. And then she said that they cut back way on the flights going to Europe. And then now the flights going to Europe have doubled as far as since COVID is over with. Everybody wants to just get out of the United States. So you have to go vacation and travel some. And I mean, I mean, literally on the phone for hours. It was crazy. And before it was over with, we finally got it done. But it was interesting to me that she had actually verified that this thing was being run by an AI computer. And so all of this stuff is, is loony tunes to me. But I want to read you an article that had come out several years ago. And it said that Elon Musk on artificial intelligence – and he said, we are summoning the demon. <laughs> what? And this is what we've talked about with the AI computer linked to a D-Wave computer. Here's what it says. It's hard to call Elon Musk a technophobe. The Tesla CEO has been a vocal proponent of space exploration, the electric car, and something called a hyperloop. But there's one bit of future that Musk is not so keen on, and that's artificial intelligence. And during a recent MIT Aerospace Museum, Musk gave a grave warning about the potential dangers of AI research. He goes, with our, this is a quote. With artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know all of those stories where there's this little guy with a pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, yeah, sure, he can control the demon. He says it doesn't work out, end quote. Of course, we've all been seeing plenty of big-budget sci-fi warnings about the havoc-wreaking robots, but Musk has actually been pretty consistent with his AI phobia. In June, he told the CBNC, CNBC investments of the AI research were meant to keep an eye on the technology, and a tweet from early August warns artificial intelligence could be potentially more dangerous than nuclear bombs. But this is the first time demons have been brought into the conversation, and only a few sites took Musk to task for this explanation. A CNET writer quips, who knows what demonic hellscape 
could emerge if we ever let artificially intelligent machines get a hold of the Ouija board. Wow. While Mosmo writes, forget Tony Stark, the comic book character, most often associated with Musk, it must maybe time to start thinking Doctor Strange and pentagrams. Really? In all of this stuff, you know, they always make fun of people who come out and start pointing out the truth about stuff. But, but the reality is, again, there's a thing called a D-Wave computer. And the guy who developed it, he said it's like standing before the altar of an alien god. And it ties into an interdimensional interface. And then he said he doesn't even know how it works. Well, if he doesn't know how it works and he developed it, where did the technology come from? And again, it comes back from these entities these fallen ones, these fallen angels that we talked about in Angel Wars so extensively for a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. You guys need to go back if you haven't heard those. It's like an eight-part series, and you can listen to it. But all of this stuff is being done to the human race because they hate God. They hate humans. They hate that we were created in God's image. They hate that we have a soul, and they're jealous of us, and they want to be us. I mean, and, and Satan wants to rule the universe, but he's been confined to this planet. So he's all hacked off about that. That's why he runs around as a roaring lion, seeking those whom he may devour, according to what the Bible says. But he may not devour us because we have been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, by Jesus, through Holy Communion, through what Jesus did on the cross. All of the above is what keeps us lined up with what the Word of God says and who we need to be through Christ. That's the important thing we need to get out of this whole conversation this morning, that they want to tie us into a D-wave computer. They want to chip us. And they want to allow mind control to take place in us with this D-Wave computer and these chips basically through a 5G, 6G inner, you know, network. They can control the hearts and the minds and the thoughts. That's why it says in Genesis chapter 6 that every thought was evil all the time because they were doing the same thing with the same type of technology back then. And then Jesus said in the New Testament, as it was in the day of, days of Noah like it was in Genesis 6, so shall it be upon my return. All of this stuff ties back together with scripture and a prophecy, what Christ said. And that's where they're taking us. They're trying to make the earth as evil as they possibly can, like 17 ZB said need to be done in 1666 when he claimed to be the Messiah, and he was just a giant Satanist and a Kabbalist, a Luciferian. And then we need to realize all the other stuff that we have happening. You know, Elon you know, Musk, you know, we don't know what he really believes, but we know he goes to a bunch of crazy nightclubs when he goes to Europe. We know that Winston Churchill was a druid. We know that you know that we, we that Jack Parsons, the founder of NASA, was just a full-blown Satanist. We know that L. Ron Hubbard was a full-blown Satanist, and we know they were all friends with Aleister Crowley. All of this stuff, he's a full-blown Satanist, and Aleister Crowley also worked for the British government, and he was friends with Winston Churchill. And Winston Churchill, in my opinion, used the bombing of Dresden in February of 1945 as a giant blood sacrifice. I mean, all of this stuff ties together with summoning the demon. And then another article that just came out from The Hill says, Entering the Singularity. Has AI reached the point of no return? The theory of technological singularity predicts a point in time when humans lose control over their technological inventions and subsequent developments due to the rise of machine consciousness. And as a result, the machine's intelligence reaching singularity stage in short constitutes artificial intelligence's greatest threat to humanity. Unfortunately, AI singularity is already underway. AI will be effective not only when machines can do that what humans can do, replication, but when they can do it better and without human supervision or adaptation. Reinforcement learning, recognized data leading to predicted outcomes, and supervised learning algorithms labeled data leading to predicted outcomes have been important to the development of robotics, digital assistance, and search engines. But the future of many industries and scientific exploration hinges more on the development of unsupervised learning, algorithms, Unlabeled data leading to improved outcomes, including autonomous vehicles, not we talked about this in depth, non-invasive medical diagnosis, 
assisted space construction, autonomous weapons design, facial biometric recognition, remote industrial production, and stock market prediction. We've already had that with the stock market for years. That's, they've already been using that. Despite early warnings about the human rights gaps that will be created and the social cost of AI due to displacement of men as a factor of production, those dismissing AI's development insist on labeling it as just another technological disruption. Nonetheless, recent steps in optimization of AI algorithms indicate that beyond the existing theoretical discrepancies surrounding the emergence of technological singularity, we are leaving behind the phase of simple or narrow AI. I saw this yesterday in depth. Over and over again, she would get the totals for the points to fly to St. Louis over and over again when she tried to propagate it. After she'd given me the totals, it would be changed. And finally, she admitted it was the AI computer. This is American Airlines rep. And I think to myself, this is nuts. Who in the world is talking like this and understanding that this stuff is going on all around us? And that's what we have right now. We see all of that. We understand all of that. And we realize that this is a major, major problem that we're going to have with AI. And what it's done, and I really believe this too because we discussed this with the Angel Wars. You know, Satan was here before the pre-Adamic race, and he had commerce going on. It talks about that in the Bible. And he became, he became unbelievably greedy, and I'm sure he developed Babylonian money magic and all that crazy stuff that he was doing way back when. And then he became obsessed with himself, and the love of money became the root of all evil, according to Jesus. And I'm sure Satan was involved in that. It completely twisted his mind because of the greed. And all of this stuff we see now he's doing over again to this planet like he did before. You know, Solomon says, and I'm not a big fan of Solomon because of what he got involved with, but he said there's nothing new under the sun. And he's right. Nothing new under the sun. It's the same group of entities that have always done this since the pre-Adamic race, and we just kind of just sit here and watch it and go, wow, this is really kind of crazy, but it is what it is. There's really not a lot we can do about it, but we can be awake. We can be awake, and we can realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and that this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. And when momentary setbacks happen to you, it's not one of those things that you have to sit there and say, hey, I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to do that. You have to say, hey, I'm going to rely on God. I'm going to put on my full armor. I'm going to put on what the Bible says in Ephesians, the full armor of God. And when all else fails, I'm going to dig in and I'm going to stand. Because it's important that we get that. Because no matter what happens to us on this, this plane that we're on, or this earth that we're on, this time capsule that we live in, this, this holographic energy field that we live in, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't make a difference. Whatever happens here is not going to affect us when it comes for eternity. But what we do here is going to affect everything about eternity and what we're going to have for eternity. So it's really interesting to me when I sit back and I watch it and I realize that, you know, this thing is like this giant chessboard that we're dealing with right now. And that's why when William Guy Carr wrote his incredible book, Everybody Needs to Read, Pawns of the Game, you start to understand how we're being played off against one another. You know, blacks against whites, Hispanics against everybody, you know, immigration against non-immigration, you know, legitimate status against non-legitimate status. You know, I mean, on and on and on and on. And it's all to divide us further culturally so that we're more easily controllable. See, if a person has a group of people they, they basically they basically are with, you know, and they can develop, you know, a standing militia or a standing army or a standing group of people in which they all believe the same thing, like they had on the Tower of Babel. There's not much that group can do to defend itself or to basically do what it needs to do. We saw this in 1776, you know, when they finally had enough of England and the Redcoats and all the crazy stuff they were doing here with King George. And finally, this group got together and stood against it and said, we're not going to live like this anymore. We don't want to be part of this anymore. That's what they don't want. They don't want a unified body of believers saying that we're not going to put up with this nonsense anymore. They want a bunch of people that have been broken up into special interest groups who basically hate each other and fight each other. It's ridiculous. 
And, you know, this, this weekend I'm, I'm doing a seminar for my, my buddy Van Green. I guys, I told you about that. I mean, we were going to be there. We're going to be, you know, doing a big seminar. I'm going to give you that information one more time. It's going to be Saturday morning at the Mount Zion AME Church at 14440 7th Street, Dade City, Florida, 33523. And the phone number there, if you need to call them, is 863-595-6476. That's 863-595-6476. And we'll be there for two hours from 10 until 12. And it's going to be a health thing. It's not going to, we may talk a little about stuff, but it depends on who the crowd is. And I don't know how many people are going to show up. We have five people. We have hundred people, 500 people. I don't have no idea. You know, the, the point is this, all we can do is try to tell and help each other to the best of our abilities. That's all we can do. And we need to realize that when we encourage one another, we build each other up and we try to support one another. It makes all the difference in the world. And you say, well, Ted, this and this and this. Well, no, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not perfect. You know, by the way, you're not perfect either. You only God and Jesus are perfect, and we've got to continue to support each other and love each other and do the best we possibly can to basically correct this mess on this planet that we have going on right now and to try to bring the United States back. I mean, the United States was the shining beacon on the hill, and that's not what it is anymore. It's a giant shining nightmare. You know, this basically special interest groups run the world, and Joe Biden's running around talking about the biggest problem we have is white supremacy, which is insanity because he's white. It's so stupid what he says. He's reading a script. If it even is Joe Biden, it's not some body double or – I'm going to stop there. By the way, this is an interesting article by Lou Rockwell. It's talking about the woke plot. And it says when people complain about woke culture, they usually think about universities. They are sick of fake horses, demands for diversity, constant complaints of, of, of oppression and the like. But we need to realize that the situation is much worse than that. Woke culture in universities is just one part of the insidious plot to make our entire society woke. DeSantis said something in a press conference, and I've posted it on the website. And Brad sent this to me this morning. He basically said that the universities are responsible for this, even in Florida. He said, if you want to go to a university like that, you need to go to Berkeley. He said, the problem they do, they give you all these advanced studies that you can have in woke culture and wokeism and all the rest of it. And he goes, they're not marketable as a degree when you get out with hundreds of thousands of dollars of student debt. He said, you need to put the universities back on the hook if they give you a degree that is not marketable in order for them to be responsible for the student loans. And he's right. But right now, the individual person who signs up for the student loans is responsible to pay back a $100,000 degree with absolutely no hope of ever finding a job with that degree. And he's right. That's what the universities have done. And, and what they've done, they've enslaved these students coming through that are – I'm going to be blunt – that are just too stupid to understand what they're doing because they're too young or too dumb or their parents have been idiots and haven't raised them properly and they haven't told them don't be going out and getting a major that you can't market from a financial standpoint that you can never hope to pay back from a, from a financial standpoint. I mean, if you have 150,000 degree, 150,000 dollars in student loans and, and wokeism, you know who's going to hire you? Hmm? What is your practical training? All you're going to do is go into that organization or that corporation and create havoc. You're going to be all mad all the time because somebody's not woke. You're going to be mad all the time because somebody didn't use the proper pronoun, and you're going to be fussing and complaining about everything. Why would they possibly hire you to come into an organization like that to create havoc and destroy their own culture and their own? You know, organization or their own corporation and to have a potential lawsuit from you because you're not being taught proper wokeness and you won't let people understand your wokeness. And why were you hired? It's completely unmarketable. And the problem is they know that. And the universities are still doing it because they're part of the Frankfurt School ideology, which came to Columbia University in 1933 from, from basically from Frankfurt, from Goethe University, with this group of cultural Marxists that came over and basically infiltrated our educational systems to destroy the culture of the United States. It's all part of this. And so we have to understand this. And that's why I like this article by Lou Rockwell. He goes on to say, Dr. Paul Alexander writes on May the 9th, 
When other priorities like gender or race are introduced as a metric of assignment and advancement, the foundations of performance-based competition are sacrificed, and the emphasis on safety takes a back seat. A current Air Force instructor pilot and former trainer for the undergraduate pilot training who spoke on a condition of anonymity due to fear of reprisal told the DCNF, as part of the larger military-wide effort to promote diversity in the service's pilot ranks, the 19th Air Force Command near San Antonio, Texas, clustered radical minorities and female trainees into one class, dubbed America's Class, to find out if doing so would improve the pilot's graduation rates. However, not only did the effort fail to boost the minority and women candidates' success rates, but officers involved say they were ordered to engage in potentially unlawful discrimination by excluding white males from the class documents show. So white boys need not apply. A significant backlog of pilot candidates waiting to begin classes offered the 19th Air Force, which conducts pilot training for the entire service at Lot Lauden Air Force Base in Texas, a chance to build a class from scratch. A spokesperson for the Air Education and Training Command told the DCNF, so the 19th Air Force cluster candidates from underrepresentation groups into specialized undergraduate pilot training class with the initial intent of roughly mirroring the racial and gender makeup of the U.S. The entire defense establishment has become woke, and that has become a means of spreading the American empire, Frazier Meyer points out in I Am Intersexual, I Am Cisgender Millennial, who has been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Well, here's let me tell you something, loon. This you are, you're a loon for saying that. Here's the deal. The Group of people that are telling you that you can be a boy or a girl or a fish or a starfish or a walrus, they're all mentally ill. They're stupid. DNA doesn't allow that. All right? you, you, you can't have a society based on anybody can be anything, including a cat with a litter box in a bathroom, because you think you are. You're, you're, something's wrong with you. You're sick. And when you try to force this ideology onto the general population, it becomes cultural norm. The entire population becomes sick and disgenuous and dysfunctional. And you no longer have a quote-unquote hierarchical status in a, in, a, in a marriage or in a family. And everybody just runs amok and does whatever they want to do. And you got children who won't listen, you know, husbands who won't pay any attention to what's going on, wives who won't pay any attention to what's going on. And everything becomes a giant mess because there's no hierarchy. You know, everything has to have a hierarchy. You can't have a, a lower-level employee that's basically, you know, sweeping the floors. I'm not picking on you if you sweep floors because I've swept many a floor, okay, coming in who's not trained – being coming the CEO because they consider themselves to be the CEO today because they see themselves as the CEO. And because you aren't going to put me up as a CEO today, I'm going to sue you. I mean, what the heck? You talk about a dysfunctional organization. You've got to have a hierarchy. You, know, you have one that goes to 10, goes to 100, goes to 1,000. Everybody has to have some type of efficiency and some type of delegation in order to have functioning and efficiency. Without that, you have a giant miscabob like, like you're having now with American with this – AI system trying to learn everything, and then she's telling me about all these other things that American Airlines are trying to do and how unbelievably angry, angry the passengers are. And remember, now American Airlines is the largest airlines in the world. You know, at one time, you know, it was the best you know airline program to be in as far as points. But are there any left that are any good? I don't know, because the AI is being pushed through State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard to run everything because it wants us to breach singularity with AI. That's what's happening here, guys. And if you don't pay attention to what they're doing to us, you're going to miss it. And suddenly you're going to be in the Terminator movie, and you're going to have AI flying around with drones. And if you're not the right person, 
you know, this is a problem. We're going to have to arrest you. We're going to handcuff you. I remember. And she told me that if you stood against the Third Reich, it didn't matter if you were Jewish or Christian or it didn't make a difference, and you spoke out vocally against Hitler, they would come in in the middle of the night and take you out of your home along with your children. They would leave your house open for anybody to go in and get whatever they wanted. The doors were unlocked. The doors were open. Everybody knew what was going to happen next. And within a few days, they would take that house and bulldoze it and put it in dumpsters and dump trucks and haul it off. And then they would resod the yard as if that person never, ever existed. And she told me, she said, and when that happened, the Christians and the Jews and everybody else, everybody shut their mouth because those people that were taken away were never heard from or seen again. Okay, That's what happens when you allow AI to come in and do what AI wants to do. And I'm not saying the Germans were AI because they obviously were they were not. But the reality is this. If you allow a machine to start doing this, it doesn't care about what you think. It doesn't care about how you feel. It doesn't process information that way. It doesn't care. All it cares about is maximizing profits and doesn't care anything about customer relations. And so pretty soon we have a situation in which nobody cares about anybody anymore. It's all being run through algorithms like they had in, in, in Terminator. And sooner or later, the machines decide that they don't think we need humans anymore. And all that. Oh, that's right, isn't it? We've already done that, haven't we? We've already had some type of technology with an mRNA vaccine come in, attack ovaries and testicles in children, and now we're injecting it into the shot schedule. So we're going to have a bunch of hermaphroditic children that will never reach puberty or have proper sexual differentiation. So there won't be any males or females anymore. There will be a bunch of hermaphrodites or a bunch of transgenders, which, of course, is their closest expression to their god, who's a snake in a tree called Einstein. All this stuff is happening right now around you, but yet we're more concerned about you know Tucker Carlson getting fired or, or basically your Kim Kardashian's buttocks or whatever. You know, Fox's ratings have plummeted now that, you know, Tucker Carlson is gone. But they don't care about that because the same group that owns Fox owns all the other media anyhow. And they print the money anyhow because they're owned by the international banking families. And so they don't care about any of this. It's all about controlling the algorithms to make the earth as evil as it possibly can because that's the way they want to bring the Antichrist into this, period. And it's the same group we talked about with Angel Wars that are running the whole show. And the sooner we learn that, the sooner we understand that, the sooner we're going to be able to make sense out of this and stand our ground with all of it. So I had the opportunity, as always, to think about you guys and to pray about you over the weekend. And I'm going to continue to do that all the time. You guys are absolutely awesome to me, and I love you so much, and I thank you for the support of Health Masters. And I also want to encourage you guys again this morning to let you know that we're here for you, and we're going to always be here for you. Austin, what do you think, buddy, and what's your next story? That's well said. You know, the thing that's going on with American Airlines, it's happening to a lot of companies all across the country, is that a lot of these companies have coupled with, you know, banks. And the banks have continually started to run this aspect of the financial sector. The American Airlines and the City Card, you know, basically connection now that you get all these points from having these accounts and doing this stuff with City Card. What essentially is it's done now as well. Not only are you dealing with the AI factor, you're all these factors in there basically devaluing the points. Because what's happened is now you're having massive inflation on points because now everybody's getting credit cards and everybody's trying to basically build up points with money, which it makes okay sense for a while until they start just handing away points left and right. And what's happened is as well, it's because the banks are desperate to try to get as much cash in as they can. So remember, the banks only have limits in very, very small amounts as far as – I mean you can do 40 to 1, 40 to 1 as far as fractional reserve banking. So they have a million dollars in cash. They can loan out $40 million in loans. So their goal is to constantly bring more cash in. Like with CityCard, I got this thing in the mail the other day. I didn't open it. I looked at the thing and I threw it away. I shredded it. And it basically said, oh, you can get 60,000 more American Airline points if you set up a bank account with CityCard and you have 
auto uh, basically auto deposit direct deposits right in that account will give you sixty thousand points after the first month. And I thought to myself, why are they so concerned about that? Well, it's because they want to start generating and get in as much cash as they can. The banks are scrambling right now. Whether or not they want to pretend like they're not, whether or not they want to act like everything's hunky-dory, there's a serious liquidity issue right now. And a lot of it comes down to derivative swaps. These things have gotten so out of hand with the banks right now, and there's so much out there on the market, and there's so much manipulation. They're trying to do everything they can to get as much cash as they can, and that's what they're doing now with this. Then now you've got these AIs that are actually involved now with AI uh, trading. I've heard this now. There's multiple accounts now you can set up and pay, and you can actually have AI look at algorithms and look at data points and look at trends and actually have it trade for you. Some of it's been very lucrative. Some of it's been kind of weird. Some of it's not been lucrative. From the research that I've done, the rapid rate of which AI is starting to infiltrate every aspect of the tech world is very creepy. And what this is going to start doing is this is going to start causing massive problems not only with employees, but it's also going to start causing issues with consumers, and it's going to start causing issues when it comes to overall freedom because they've already talked about the predictive programming that they've started to put AI into to start essentially looking at pre-crime. This happened years ago. They started looking at this in an early phase. They didn't really inject AI into it yet. They've already talked about it now, and that is now, that is now the next phase with predictive programming and pre-crime as far as, well, we're going to punch in and algorithm people's information, their driving records, their tickets, their arrests, their backgrounds, all this stuff, and it's going to produce a profile on them and how likely they are to commit a crime in the future. That's already been happening right now, guys. You can look that up. And so what they're doing now is they're allowing this AI potentially – they know exactly what they're doing. And now you got Elon Musk talking about summoning a demon with it. I think a lot of that is simply, again, more desensitization of getting people used to this being discussed, this being an open topic, and this being something that is going to be normalized. But I've told you before, you look back at the mainstream television and TV shows back from the 80s and 90s. Look even at the news and a lot of the stuff that was brought up on the news. Now look at the stuff now, 30 years later. It, I mean, it's, it's degraded so far beyond recognition. I mean, you have the you have the inmates running the asylum now with a lot of this whole transgender nonsense. Where you've got these individuals that are like demanding these grown men can go compete with you know little teenage girls in women's sports, and for some odd reason. There's actually people out there that somehow think that is normal, that that's okay. You know, for a six foot four grown adult man to go compete against women that are five, two, five, three, five, four, and he outweighs them by a hundred plus pounds. And that's just, yay. You don't want to offend the guy that's got gender dysphoria, that's the mental idiot that can't possibly figure anything out when it comes to reality. He's got to live in his own little fantasy, so everybody else has to go along with the idiot's fantasy. And there's a lot of there's a lot, a lot of athletes that are starting to come out now about this because of how ludicrous it is. But the very fact that this is even being discussed, the very fact it's being pushed shows you the agenda is so important. To these perverts, it's so important to them that they get this stuff indoctrinated into this generation so that the next generation is going to be way, way too acceptable of this, completely acceptable of this. And again, that's what we're watching right now. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. Hungary 
is now if you looked at them, this is not like any mainstream media attention whatsoever. But Hungary, the country Hungary, is absolutely irate. A lot of the representatives and the government spokesperson and some of the parliament members over there are irate as basically a leak has been obtained by the Washington Post. This is a leak that was essentially brought out by the um, trove of military intelligence documents on the Discord server by 21-year-old Jax Tixteria, the airman of the National Guard in Massachusetts. Now, what's interesting about this is this leak, according to the documents, Ukraine President Zelensky proposed a meeting in February with Deputy Prime Minister Yelinko Servanki that Ukraine should blow up the pipeline in order to incapacitate part of Hungarian energy infrastructure reliant on Russian oil. Government spokesperson Zoltan Kavax reacted in a tweet yesterday with a very short question. How is it even possible that Ukraine is plotting attack against a NATO country and nobody is even discussing this? Hungarian Secretary Analysis Peter Takari said in a Facebook post, this is an extremely unfriendly Stupid mistake. I understand that Ukraine does not like having Hungarian government actions and communications, but there is nothing that justifies his plan of action. On one hand, Hungary has helped out thousands, hundreds of thousands of Ukraine refugees over 15 months despite all differences of opinions. We have to understand our country sent aid, medicine, and in the end voted for sanctions against Russia. In addition to this, this is not a negligible fact. Hungary is a NATO member, so no, no such plans are even justified, nor are they legal. This is a huge self-deception on the part of Ukraine, and they must explain itself very, very quickly. So essentially what this document talked about was they started to work up a false flag warp game of what they could do to blow up the pipeline feeding Hungary from Russia. Because Russia, because Russia is still getting – or Hungary is still getting oil from Russia. They're not stupid like a lot of the other completely compromised idiots in Europe. Where We're going to cut off our own energy supply. We're going to stop it. We're not going to buy any more oil. We're, we're going to make sure everybody freezes in Europe because remember, this is for Ukraine. You're freezing for Ukraine. You're doing this for Ukraine right now. All of Europe needs to go on a blackout you know, to, to show solidarity with Ukraine. Everybody needs to go hungry to show solidarity with Ukraine. Hungry goes, that's going to be a hard no for me, but uh, we're going to keep doing what we normally do, and we're going to keep having energy, and we're going to keep working with Russia on this because at the end of the day, we've got ourselves in this. This is who we're relying on, and if you guys want to freeze in you know, negative-degree weather and not have food and not have power because you want to show solidarity with Ukraine, the third most corrupt country in the entire world, according to Wikipedia, before they changed at the beginning of last year, that's going to be on y'all. But we're going we're gonna to pass on that one. And so Ukraine tried to set up a plot to do this, kind of like how the United States blew up the pipeline, the Nord Stream. Oh, yeah, kind of like how you constantly see false flags throughout the entire recorded history being done by certain governments to blame other groups in order to justify <laughs> in order to justify their invasion on how they get into wars, how they start conflicts, how they pass bills, how they take away rights, how they get away with killing American citizens, and nobody questions it. I mean, last weekend was the 35-year anniversary of of the Philadelphia bombing in 1985. I guess you guys – I mean nobody's really watched any of that. A 36-year anniversary, I think it was. I saw an article on it, and I remember reading about this years ago. And if you guys know, basically there's been this constant standoff with this organization called MOVE, 
who was a black group that was absolutely sick. They were actually, a lot of them were patriots. They were all about homeschooling and not having the government come in and be able to control and dictate what you can and can't do. They were very, very staunch on having civil liberties and having constitutional freedoms, and there were constant conflicts. Then they ended up having this massive gunfight at one of their houses that they were stored at. One, one police officer got killed. Multiple of their groups got killed. Eight individuals in that group all were charged with manslaughter and sent to life in prison. All of them, because they said they all colluded in it because they didn't want to basically have their house raided. Well, more ensued and more conflict ensued, and sure enough, not too long later, this group basically got together and they said, dude, we're not going to deal with this anymore. This isn't okay. This isn't good. This isn't happening. We're not going to go along with it. So what the U.S. government do? They uh, worked with the Philadelphia Law Enforcement National Guard, and they got together an entire incendiary bomb strapped with C4, and they dropped it on top of the house. Oh, you can look this whole thing up. Back from 1985, the Philadelphia bombing. Multiple, 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 multiple kids were killed. Adults were killed. An entire multiple city blocks were burned and charred to the ground. Changed the city forever. Changed the city forever. And at the end of the day, not one single law enforcement officer, not one single government official, not one single person whatsoever was held accountable to for it whatsoever. They said, well, you know, it was just it was just a, you know, casualties of war with this. Really? War? Downtown Philadelphia? Dropping incendiary bombs with C4 in them? Blowing up an entire block? That's your government that cares about you so much they're willing to kill you to protect you. They're willing to burn down the Waco compound with women and children. They're willing to shoot unarmed civilians carrying their children up in Ruby Ridge. Once you grasp the concept that these people are not your friends – they're not here to protect you. They're not here to keep you healthy. They're here to do one thing, and that's push their agenda. You kind of have to start getting the understanding that you don't need to talk to them about anything. I've told multiple people this on a regular basis. If somebody starts asking you a question, whether it's an agent, whether it's law enforcement, you do not have to talk. You do not have to incriminate yourself. My brother is an attorney. You guys know that. And he has told me, he said 90% of the cases that he can't get dismissed – it's because the people just spill their guts to the cops on body cam footage and admit everything right to them all the time. Just admit to them everything they're doing. Well, I don't, I don't want any problems. I was just doing this, and I went and bought this, and I went and did this, and I went here and did this. And the prosecuting attorney comes and goes, here's the body cam footage. And Harry's just got to watch it all the time. He watches it, and he goes, golly, he goes, you keep your mouth shut. He goes, I'd have something to work with, dude. He goes, keep your mouth shut. Stop talking. I've said that repeatedly to people. Don't incriminate yourself regardless of what you're doing even if you're not doing anything wrong you don't know who is watching who is listening or who's trying to set stuff up and we got a clear-cut example of that after this stunt in january 6 and what they did so again my friends do your own research and understand what's continually happening behind the scenes with psychological warfare with the continual theater that we're watching all the time i mean they act like there's not constant fights going on all over the globe in sudan and yemen doggone civil war in yemen nobody wants to talk about Oh, Ukraine's in a conflict. Ukraine's in a conflict. We all got to focus on Ukraine on a regular basis. It's because it's the theater. It's the narrative they want everybody to focus on. While they're talking about this debt ceiling, right? This constant, this constant fear for the debt ceiling. This constant, we can't afford to pay the troops. That's the first ones they always go. We can't afford to pay the military troops if we can't raise the debt ceiling. Really? How about how about we ask for a refund check from Zelensky? 
I mean, that'd be cool. You know, 120, what, 130 billion dollars now? Hey, but um, we're gonna have to get that back. Um, we're gonna have to hold that now. Just, you, you've really, absolutely, just urinated in the bed. Done a horrible job over there. Mismanaged all the funds. Lost all the weapons we sent you. Uh, you're an abject failure. You need to go back to doing, you know, your homosexual jokes on stage and uh, dancing in your leather tights. We need to get that hundred plus billion back. You know that 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 was just a bad move on us. Uh, that way we can at least uh, appropriate those funds to something a little bit more positive. Oh no no no! That's, that, they just passed another one point four billion dollar weapon package to Ukraine the other day. I just saw it the other day. Just another one. While they're arguing about the debt ceiling and not being able to pay the troops if they can't raise the debt ceiling, which by the way, the whole thing is theater. The Fed's going to keep printing money. They do this every couple of years. If you remember the government shutdown under Obama, when the government was shut down, and they literally had federal employees go out to outside war monuments. This was under Obama. Outside war monuments that are open to the public 24-7 to see their loved ones and friends and families' names on the wall of war. They had they put up metal stanchions and said, sorry, the, uh, the memorial's closed. You're not allowed to walk around here. It's, I know it's free to walk around. I know you can come look at it at any point in time, but it's closed now. We're, we're shutting down the war memorial because uh, the government's closed. So we're paying money to set up massive barricades so you can't walk around here for free. That's how much theater they're willing to step into in order to push their agenda and continually lie to everybody about what they're doing. So again, do what you have to do on your end. Continue to stay strong. Continue to maintain wisdom and make proper decisions and continue to maintain your health and encourage others to do the same. There's just an absolute push on a regular basis right now. Continue. I still see it for people to go out and basically constantly get on pharmaceutical drugs. I had a buddy bring up the topic the other day to me about this basically new drug that's been floating around now with the uh, – as far as Ozempic, O-Z-E-M-P-I-C. It's like a, it was a diabetic drug. It was for people that had diabetes, and now it's been massively being used as a weight loss drug off-label, by the way, even people without diabetes. The crazy part about this, though, it was never approved whatsoever for women while they were pregnant. In fact, they actually know on the insert that if you're taking the drug and you're trying to get pregnant, you need to stop taking the drug for at least two months before you try to have get pregnant because of what it can do to the unborn baby and all these other health problems. Yet they're rolling it out two months before trying to conceive. It says on the insert, yet doctors are giving it to women. Before pregnancy, after pregnancy, just about anybody that comes in that's having a weight loss problem now. And what it does is it works on the pancreas. The problem with it is that nobody else is talking about either. It can cause all types of kidney, gallbladder issues, vision problems, pancreatitis, dangerously low blood sugar as well, including severe allergic reactions to the drug. This is all on the FDA site about the side effects from the drug. Yet there's no data whatsoever that they're actually telling customers that are getting this drug now about pregnancy, especially with females. But do not take this if you're trying to get pregnant at all. There's no understanding what it's going to do. We do know that it can have serious problems with birth defects. Yet, nothing to see here. Move along. Don't try to get your weight under control naturally. Don't try to clean up your diet. Don't possibly throw in Berberine Ultimate to maintain healthy blood sugar and help burn more body fat more efficiently or the cinnamon extract. No, 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 no. Don't, don't take natural supplements. We need to take this diabetic drug. 
and you can take it off label because it'll help you lose weight now in the last couple of years. And it's great. We have no idea what's going to do to people's pancreas after 5, 10, 20 years down the road. Totally cool, man. Here's another drug. This is happening rampantly now in the pharmaceutical industry working with the medical industrial complex. So again, as I've said before and so is dad, be very very cautious if you go to the doctor for a checkup and they start demanding you start taking drugs. Statins being one of the worst. I've watched and heard that story hundreds of times. Somebody goes in perfectly healthy, especially men, perfectly healthy. Cholesterol is 210. Blood work's great. Blood sugar's great. Triglycerides are great. Oh, your cholesterol's at 210. You need to go on statins immediately. You, you don't know. You, you, you can have a heart attack at any moment. I feel great. Super athletic. I'm in really good shape. Cardio's great. My blood work's great. No, it doesn't matter. Your cholesterol's high. It's high. It's hard. You could die right now if you don't take this drug. And they go, okay, I'll take it if I need to. They start taking it, and it causes a host of other problems. My friends, cholesterol is an easy one to fix, especially with diet and supplementation. Throw in the body balance him with a cholesterol X and clean up your diet. Cholesterol is an easy one. So continue to do your own research. If you have questions, feel free to give us a call at healthmasters.com. The website or phone number 1-800-726-1834. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can, my friends. Ultimate Multiple Powder, on sale, product of the week, 12% off, last day to grab it if you want it. Big staple product that I know a lot of people use on a regular basis. We're here if you need anything. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.